What's going on? It's Jason Marchuka. Welcome to That Wrestling Podcast. A little different start this week because as we finished recording, the Mickey James trash bag story broke. Now, if you don't know what I'm talking about, Mickey James tweeted, uh, Dear Vince McMahon, I'm not sure if you're aware, I did receive my WWE care package today. Thank you. Uh, hashtag always blessed and grateful. Hashtag women's wrestling matters. Now, it also includes a picture of a trash bag with her name on it. So this is presumed that her belongings from the Thunderdome were sent to her in a trash bag after being released last week. So Triple H responded at Triple H on Twitter. Upon learning of the disrespectful treatment some of our recently released talent received on behalf of the company, we took immediate action. The person responsible for this inconsiderate action has been fired and is no longer with WWE. Stephanie McMahon tweeted at Steph McMahon, Mickey James, I'm embarrassed you or anyone else would be treated this way. I apologize personally and on behalf of WWE. The person responsible is no longer with our company. That person responsible, according to Fightful, uh, Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful, Mark Carano is responsible and is no longer with WWE. Uh, make sure to follow Fightful and Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful for more information on this breaking, crazy, inconsiderate, and awful, awful treatment of an employee. Um, you know, regardless of what you do, you should treat everybody with respect, especially if they're on the way out. And this did not happen. And uh, I am glad to hear that it was dealt with by WWE management. Pro wrestling talk from the four corners of parts unknown. This is That Wrestling Podcast. Welcome to That Wrestling Podcast. With me is Brian Christie, Kevin Cox, and Just Joe. I'm Jason Marchuka, and let's start the show like we do every week. What are you wearing? What are you wearing? What are you wearing today, today? What are you wearing? What are you wearing? What are you wearing today? Brian, no singing this week? Like, what? Well, come on. <laughs> let's wait for the choir to back me up. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Gun, so we'll let so you uh no, <laughs> no Oscar singing, being either. No singing, Brian, but uh what shirt do you have on this week? I have a shirt that represents the biggest wrestling event of every year. Um no, I'm not talking about WrestleMania. I'm not talking about Wrestle Kingdom. I'm talking about Lethal Leap Year. Ooh, I have my, okay, yeah. My Southpaw huh? regional wrestling shirt. And I'm I'm looking here. We got you know Tex Ferguson, Chad Too Bad. Big Bartholomew. I don't know whatever happened to those guys. You don't see them around no more. Um, and the sea monster, or no, sea creature. So, uh, you know, a big I once, card that year. I once bought a car from Malibu Al. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you give me the discount. True yeah. story. I'm wearing the Mark Henry Hall of Pain t shirt, and I am accentuating the t shirt with a real jacket I had in my closet, the salmon. Sport coat. To don't represent- let anybody tell you you don't got a lot left in the tank. You do, brother. I, I don't. You know what? I don't even have to explain what it's from. If you know, you know. Kevin, what do you have? Wow, I have to go after that. <laughs> Thanks for not calling me. <laughs> uh, I am wearing a basic white tee. Oh, plain white tee, the band? With Shinsuke Nakamura's symbol on it, his NXT run. Uh I was going through my clothes and I was like, I forgot I had this shirt. And it got me excited uh, to the inevitable Shinsuke not being really pushed on SmackDown. Uh, but I wanted to rep him tonight because I really wanted to get a good push. He, he deserves it. And Joe. Uh, I'm sporting the original hot rod uh, white shirt, ringer shirt with the red uh, collar. And in honor of the amazing A&E biographies that they're doing on wrestlers and the hot rod uh, one coming up. Yeah. So Sunday yeah, night. I'm wearing it. 
Sunday night. I'm wearing it in honor of that one. I can't wait to watch that uh, series. I'm, and the thing is, it's like we think we know everything about it, but after the Stone Cold one, they add a little more in there that you just not expect. Well, let's just get into it. Uh, the Stone Cold documentary that aired last weekend uh, was stuff that we knew. The only thing for me that I wasn't aware of was the stuff with his daughters. Uh, any, uh, Brian, did you know anything about kids and daughters and stuff like that? No, that's stuff that he really has kept close to the vest. So, yeah, that was all new to me. I liked that the whole documentary was kind of told by him. Um, that was really cool hearing it like first person how it all went. But, yeah, that was definitely uh, the big reveal of everything that at least that I had seen. And then, uh, Kevin, did you get a chance to watch the uh, Lost Treasures uh, episode after I did not. I did. Oh, boo. I, 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 boo I, this I, man. I, boo. I, 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 did. I did. I boo. watched it. Okay, Kevin, we're, my, we're muting your microphone. Uh, Joe, you saw it. What did you think of it? Um, besides the fact that it's really staged, it was yes. entertaining. Yes. I mean, it's totally staged. There's no coming around to it. Like, these guys were giving them the uh, artifacts no matter what. They just tried to make it a little bit more pawn stars, as you will. And it was entertaining. Uh, I liked hearing Foley's story, and I love the fact that the first guy, the Detroit guy, just wanted to sit down and have a conversation with him with his kids. And that's what I expected out of everyone, but the other ones were like, I need to watch a pay-per-view with you. I need to see the warehouse. And I'm like, that was staged. That was already set up, and it made it a little bit more dramatic. But entertaining show, and I can't believe how much stuff that they just let go. Kevin? So say yeah. like a jobber like myself who hasn't watched it yet, like what what exactly is the show? Is it people so trying to sell their stuff? Is it people looking for stuff? Like what exactly is it? It is uh, Stephanie and Triple H at the warehouse. Uh, the way this past episode started, uh, Mick Foley came in and they were looking for an original Mr. Sacco. They were looking for an original Mankind shirt that he wore in the ring. Yeah. Cactus and then, Jack flannel. Cactus Jack. And the Cactus Jack flannel. Uh, they went to these collectors' homes, which obviously they're not just going to show up. So, of course, it had to be a little set up. But, you know, I've talked. I love the, the merch stuff. I love it more than I think maybe some of the in-ring action. But these guys had killer, outstanding collections. And it makes me feel okay about some of the money I've spent over the years. Brian, uh, what did you think of the uh, Lost Treasures show? I think you guys summed it up pretty well. There was definitely staged interactions, but yeah. the, co the concept is fun, you know, and, and hearing even just the little parts from the collectors of, oh, I, I bought this at a charity auction. Cause that, that was my biggest is like, how do you get your hands on these things? So hearing kind of the backstory and, um, and like the one guy talking about his collection and, and the negotiating is fun. You kind of figure it's all going to work out in the end and they're going to get what they want. Um, and I, I did have a chuckle, even though I'm sure it was 110% staged with the reenactment of bedpan McMahon. Oh, so <laughs> that fun. was so staged, but yeah. who cares? So it was, fun. I mean, you know, Mick ate the chocolates beforehand and cafe brother, cafe. Uh, but it's, it's just fun seeing Vince in those situations. Yeah. But so it's yeah. good. It's an easy watch. Yeah. A and E they've always done really cool biographies. I remember seeing a bunch of old wrestler ones in the past and you know, they started this new series uh, Stone Cold last week, Roddy Piper this week, and of course the Lost Treasures following every week. So uh, last week, we, when we were recorded, we talked a lot about the WWE releases and an event that was supposed to happen on Thursday that didn't because of the releases is the hiring of Pat McAfee as the analyst on SmackDown. Uh, because of the releases... McAfee decided to wait until the next morning to announce it on his platform that he would be the new uh, co-host with Michael Cole. Everybody here knows I was not a McAfee fan. Even though he's a Pittsburgh guy like me and Brian, I was not a McAfee fan in the beginning. But I don't know if it's a face turn or a heel turn, but I am all in on Pat McAfee. All in, 100%. Uh, Kevin, what did you think of the McAfee signing? And did you watch him on SmackDown Friday night? Uh, 
one, I, I, I did like the signing. Uh, <clears throat> I question why he went SmackDown versus Raw because he has a bigger name versus the gentleman who's with M- Major League Baseball. I thought he did well. Uh, he'll get more, uh, I would say, with the flow as the weeks go on, but he embraces the ring. Like he, when he was in NXT, he, he like Bad Bunny in WrestleMania, like he respects the uh the talent the athleticism of the superstars and he just appreciates the business so he he's money the stuff he did with cole like on his podcast he he's just he's money he's gonna work out great well kevin the answer is simple it's three letters f-o-x that is why mcafee ended up on smackdown and then with that we will move on to the red brand week two of the adnan era Mm -hmm. uh Monday Night Raw. Now, I'm liking Adnan Verk. Uh, Brian, I think I saw something on your Twitter. You weren't a big fan of his in week two. Yeah, it, and it's, I hate to say it, but it comes down to his voice. Braun Strowman came out during that Drew McIntyre versus Mason T-Bar, and he just had this high pitch of, it's Braun Strowman! <laughs> and I was like, bro, what is this? So... I hope it grows on me. Like, I I think I said that with that tweet of like, you know, I I want it to work. You know, he seems like a good guy and, you know, you never, like we said, we don't judge people by their first day on the job. That's unfair to him. But right now it's, it's sticking out like a sore thumb to me when Todd, Tom Phillips was just like steady Eddie, you know, always reliable. Well, Tom Phillips came through the system. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that makes sense why he was more fluid then Adnan, he showed up on the Masked Man podcast that came out uh, yesterday, Thursday. And it's a pretty good uh, a reveal of how it came to be and the reactions that he's getting from fans and his friends and his family and stuff. So go check that out, the Masked Man uh, show, Masked Man podcast, David Shoemaker on the Ringer Network. Um, on Raw, one of the things that I have loved but Joe has had a problem with is Charlotte. She showed up again, kicked everyone's ass, cut a promo about how all the women in the locker room are fake and they stab each other in the back, which I agree with because I believe that all women hate each other. And Charlotte confirmed it. Joe, what's your issue with Charlotte Flair? Uh, The issue is I don't think it's a change of her character. She's been the same thing for five years. I, I just don't get it. You guys were like, texting up a storm going like, Oh, this is the greatest Charlotte ever. It's like, she's like, compare a promo from five years ago to now. It's basically the same thing. It's I, I just don't get it. I don't get why all of a sudden everyone thinks it's a big change. She's been talking this crap for five years. Whenever it's she different, turns heel, it's not, it's, it's it to is me, it's different. not different. I don't get it. it. It's the it same is. character. It is, but this different. time she's doing less woos. But it's the same character. <laughs> okay, okay. So there you go. There's that's a big change for her. Now remember, when she was in NXT, she was just Charlotte. She wasn't Charlotte Flair. And then when she got to the main roster, they decided to give her the last name. I love the storyline. So she had a match with Oscar. She lost due to Rhea Ripley's interference. She beat the shit out of some referees, and now. She has been fined $100,000 and is suspended. And uh, what I think is cool is she is kicking everyone's ass about this on Twitter. She tweeted out a picture of her and Andrade, and the quote says, what will I ever do while suspended? Now, uh, I believe on Fightful, it came out that she's having some uh, dental surgery, which is why she's on uh, break, which is fine. Uh, but Rhea Ripley, Kevin, I'm not buying her as a serious champion. Thoughts? I, I I really enjoyed her in NXT. I when she comes out and she's just like, "Oh, you're not going to have, a, or you're going to run into the big thing tonight. You're not going to win. You're going to lose against Oscar." Like with Charlotte's promos, I believe Charlotte's promos the last couple of weeks more than the last couple of years put together. Like when Charlotte, you know, talking to the, the people in the back, the female uh, people, but then 
she's embracing the people watching her, you know, the fans at home. And the best thing is, is it's the subtle things is when she's talking, you know, straight into the camera, but then she turns and talks into the other camera and like exactly like says something snarky to like the people at home. Like, Oh, you, you don't like me. I don't care. It's fantastic. I think, uh, Rhea versus Asuka worked great because Asuka is as great as she is. You know, she's that entertainment factor. She can spit out gibberish that I think are words. Uh, but the, the thing with Rhea and Charlotte, the big thing is Charlotte will destroy her on the microphone because Rhea is going to be, oh, I'm just going to beat you up. I fear for Rhea a little bit. Joe, do you uh, know I what gotta... I'm going to do? You know what I'm going to say? I, uh, just go ahead. I really don't. I have an idea, but go ahead. No comments for young Kevin about Oscar speaking gibberish. Because on Twitter, on Twitter, you were very active about people making fun of her her language. Yeah, it's the um, okay. So you didn't notice that too. Uh, I I basically (laughs) I noticed everything. It's just because I just had a I had an issue with uh, Charlotte talking slow to Asuka when she was like trying to speak to her and it's like saying like she didn't understand her and that 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 bothered me for the simple fact that I don't know how to speak any other languages and Asuka has to speak more than one language and she does it pretty well and that's why it's like you know with the gibber scene it's like mm, no I, I didn't really like that because <laughs> Ch- speaking Chinese or Japanese or like s- any type of like other language like i only did two years of spanish in high school so the only thing i can say is donde esta biblioteca and yeah. if anyone where knows is what that, that means is where is the library yeah or uh dos cervezas por favor oh yeah to madre Here's, bueno? yeah it's like yeah. k or s it's like i don't know that much of other languages and i know how hard it is to try to learn another language so i'm not a big fan of someone making fun of someone else who's trying to speak a second language. But, yeah, Kevin. but Joe, isn't that what a heel should do? Yeah, but there's, you there's, not heel, good? there's heel and there's disrespect. Were you like uncomfortable with it? Yeah. I, but- I, well, I'm not trying to be like, you know, saying like, oh, I'm very offended and I'm going to go okay. uh, say cancel WWE. I'm like, I'm, I wasn't that offended, but I just, I have a lot of respect for a lot oh, of people no, of course, who speak to more than one language. I have a lot of respect for that. Like guys like Cesaro who get mm-hmm. dinged for his promo skills, but I'm like, it's not even his first language. I think he's doing an amazing job. Kevin Owens has to like speaks multiple languages too. So I just have a lot of respect for people who speak more than one language. Completely oh. agree. I, I think it works in the context though of heel making fun of babyface Oscar. If it's the other way around where, um, like where Oscar was the heel and like, oh, we're making fun of her because you can't speak English. Yuckity yuck, yuck, yuck. And like, we're cheering Charlotte for saying that. That's where I would get a little uncomfortable. But because it's heel making fun of like, wow, this girl is speaking a different language. But we'll, I'm we'll, okay. never know, we'll never know how the crowd reacted because it was the Thunderdome. So sure. we'll yeah. never know what the gauge is. Yep, I got it. Most people probably didn't even think about it, but I was like, I was, I, I wasn't into it, and it's not because I don't think Charlotte's character is that great right now. Anyway, it's like I would have been, I, I don't like it. Period. You are well, wearing a shirt from one of the best heels of all time. <laughs> yes, just throwing that out there. Oh, man. Don't watch uh, that intro to WrestleMania too. He's nasty <laughs> things. Uh, well, Kevin, we'll close with this. Peace, Omahada. I believe that's wet floor in uh, Spanish. (laughs) Tuesday night was NXT. And I don't know if anybody noticed but me. Uh, They have a new Winged Eagle logo. Now, of course, the Winged Eagle Championship is legendary. Um, You know, a lot of the old WCW, WWF things have been showing up in NXT as far as like war games, Halloween Havoc, uh, things of the sort. And, you know, if, if there's a way they can bring back the winged eagle, maybe make it a, a second, a, a third tier championship, I think that, that could be cool. But also uh, a new theme song uh, from Poppy, which, of course, you know, Poppy's in the fam. I guess she'll be at the next takeover, you know, like, like uh, Bad Bunny. The name of the song is Say Cheese, and it replaces All Out Life from Slipknot. I love the new logo. I don't love the song because it's just a lot of screaming. And I know 
Uh, Kevin, you're into the you're into the heavier heavy metal stuff. What do you think of the song? I don't get Poppy. I I, I I don't I don't I don't get her. Uh, I I've only heard the songs of when she's kind of done her like performances, you know, and takeovers and and different things like that. But I did I did Google her one time, and, and there's a video of like her standing in like a cage and kids interacting with her, and like she's just really weird. Like she's a really weird person. Uh, I feel I, I don't mind the aggressiveness of the song leading into NXT since they've always kind of been the harder, you know, uh, theme song. So it kind of fits the bill and Slipknot. I don't know if they're paying, uh, you know, for rights for that. Uh, but as you mentioned, you know, Poppy is, is very in play with NXT all the time. So it kind of made sense just to continue that relationship. Ryan, you're our other resident metalhead. Thoughts on Poppy? Wasn't feeling the song. Haven't haven't heard much of her that that I'm like I'm gonna get into that. It's I, I'd give it another listen, but wasn't feeling the song. Love the logo. Love the the design of it and everything. It it looks more you know to to steal a segment from a days gone by. It looks underground, like raw underground. But right now NXT <laughs> has that look with like the the chain link fence and and kind of how the fans are situated with like the hockey glass. Um, yeah. So I think it fit really well. That I was really impressed by. The song, not so much. I'm a Slipknot guy. We'll see if it grows on me, but not so good so far. Joe, what'd you think of cool Kyle O'Reilly? Um, I didn't mind it, actually, but I think I really just enjoyed this segment mostly because of Cameron Grimes. Uh, he's really grown on me, and uh, I, Kyle O'Reilly, um, I think he's a – great wrestler. I think he could be an incredible talent. I think he should stay in NXT. <laughs> and um, yeah, I, I had no issue. I really enjoyed the beginning segment, but I think if you t- asked me two months ago that Cameron Grimes would be like one of my favorites, I would say you are nuts. He is terrible. But yeah. this whole like gimmick is just, he's playing it so well. So I think Cameron Grimes could be, you know what? I'd probably enjoy a segment with Cameron Grimes and Baron Corbin. And that's how good he is for me right now. Did did anybody else want them to be friends? No. I did. I was taking my balls off her. This is a great team. No, no, no. I don't want Grimes to be friends with anybody. I liked it. I was like, yeah, you can make good. You can go to the moon, right? Brian, do you believe Kyle O'Reilly as a uh, champion in NXT? Got to give it some more time. Um, The the cool Kyle is is fun. Um, and he's well, I mean, all- this guy, this guy was your favorite wrestler like a month ago when he had came out in a Metallica t shirt. So, I mean, <laughs> that's you know, the, the fedora <laughs> and white ringer team, whatever the hell he was wearing. I mean, I didn't know if that was that's kind of like you on vacation, yeah, yeah. I can think about I can get the- down with that, and you know, you get through this blood feud, and you're like, hey, I won, I'm on easy street. Somebody had posted a great on Twitter though that <laughs> it was like the dollar store version of orange Cassidy's. Outfit. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hold up. Wait a minute. Don't, don't go there, Kyle. No, no. Uh, he's always had, you know, when, when him and fish were tag team champions, he comes out and he's playing the air guitar on the, the belt. So he's always had that goofiness on him. I hope it doesn't go too far in that direction though. I hope we get some more seriousness uh, as it, he uh, continues on, which I know they teased him and cross, Maybe that comes up down the road and we'll see if that plays out that way. But you wanted him and Grimes to be friends. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you just said you don't want him to be too silly. It's more, it's more so be like, cause Grimes is so nice. And, and Kyle called him grimy, which is a, Simpsons <laughs> a great nickname. Great nickname. Hey, grimy, you know, I love that. Um, yeah. I'm like, what's wrong? He said he, he bet on you on DraftKings. He wants to get these NFTs with you, which is the new <laughs> hot thing. I'm like, take him up on his <laughs> offer. Why are you punching him in the face? That's uh, like something you should do. Um, but you, I don't think you answered the question. Is he believable okay. as a champion? I, I think I, I have to see how this develops. So as cool, Kyle goofy, not as much as I would with how he was feeling betrayed about Undisputed Arrow and Adam Cole. That version, 100%, I'm all in. Kevin, you got a thought on cool Kyle O'Reilly? I do. I, I have two thoughts. MJF tweeted uh, a picture of uh, Orange Cassidy, and then they were like, 
Kylo Clementine. Like <laughs> that. <laughs> it was pretty funny, but I think I, I don't think we're going to see cool Kyle, you know, all weeks. I feel that who he's, you know, interacting with is he's, he's versatile. I don't want to see him going against cross. I, I, feel like he would just get buried i'd almost like to see him you know he had that huge win against adam cole i'd almost like to see him go for the north american title and work his way up to become more believable to go for that you know the big title i just don't want to see him go automatically to cross because on paper there's absolutely no way he would be carrying there's no way when and I'd hate to see him uh, like lose that that shiny as going on right now. When Shayna Baszler was NXT Women's Champion, I did not believe anybody could beat her except for Rhea Ripley at the time. I don't believe right now there's anybody on the roster that can beat Karrion Cross. There's nobody believable, at least right now. Uh, Dynamite was not that great this week, at least for me. Uh, the thing that put me over the edge was... The Elite in the trailer. Moxley and Kingston smashing into the trailer. And then the Elite disappear. Are they with Shaq? Because that's what happened to Shaq. That's what I was thinking. Uh, The only thing that saved that segment for me was Eddie Kingston. Where are their sneakers? Where are their sneakers? Because the week before, the Young Bucks were wearing $10,000 Dior Air Jordans in their match so uh we'll start with you joe thoughts on dynamite Uh, i feel like that dynamite the last two weeks has gone down in production due to the fact that they don't have any competition against them anymore i i hope i'm wrong in the future but i thought it was an average show at best i did like the hangman page match at the beginning so i thought okay they're live it's going to be interesting uh, the last match was good, except for the two dinosaurs at the uh, at ringside. <laughs> that was about yeah. It. Oh. Welcome to uh, Jurassic Park. Uh, Kevin, thoughts on Dynamite? Uh, the women's match was was above average, I thought. Uh, in, in having Britt come out at the end, uh, you know, her, she's been saying I'm trying to climb up the ranking. So, uh, Conti one of the nicest booties in all professional wrestling lost, you know, and Brit comes out and, you know, flashes uh, points and showing she's the number one contender or number one in the rankings, right, right behind the champion. I thought was a nice touch. Joe touched on Darby. It's nice to see Darby back-to-back weeks headlining the show. I thought that was another great match from him. Uh, and I, I personally enjoyed uh, the Pinnacles, promo jay i know you're gonna make a comment that's oh, <laughs> some bozo oh. stuff. But, but just mjf just for like 45 seconds and believe me i know i mark out for mjf and i'm such a fanboy but like how he was just going so quick for like 45 seconds and just staring at the camera and, and speaking right to jericho uh i i thought it was it was great and then the inner circle went into the ring. They all had a, a little opportunity to uh, speak a little bit more. I thought, I thought it was an, a, a little bit between average and above average show, nothing great. Uh, but yeah, there's just no competition as you mentioned. So Brian, Joe brought it up for the last two weeks. AEW has been lackluster because there's been no competition head to head. Do you think they need competition to be the AEW that got us all excited over the last year and a half? Let's revisit this in a month. Let's give it some time because I'll say in full transparency, I don't know about you guys. My personal excitement for both AEW and NXT has dipped a little bit since they're on different nights. I Listen, I was all in on the Wednesday night war. Wasn't a war. We'll, we'll, have a a whole, we'll have a whole uh-uh. nother podcast about it, but I was all in. I thought I was all in about the war that these are two companies going against each other. And I, I loved it. So now that they're separate. It's like, it's still good. Maybe I'm still feeling a little mania week hangover. But again, I think we want to revisit this in a couple more weeks. They've got the big um, blood and gut show coming up. I think that's the first Wednesday in May. And I, I read yes. I read today that's going to be the entire show yes. because of with a match like that. Wow. Okay. Entries. So that's apparently what they have planned. So that'll be a really cool watch. And then maybe we'll see from there if it picks up its steam again. 
but yeah, I agree. It has been a little dip for me, but again, I'm giving those other factors in consideration of NXT's got their own night and I haven't been quite as crazy about it. And a little post mania hangover may be still lingering for me too. Yeah. I didn't know that story that the match is going to be the entire show. That just came uh, out. Yeah. That's, that's pretty exciting. Um, uh, that, that, that actually has me excited looking forward to a show. And of course that will be a live show. There's no way they, or maybe they do pre-tape it. That's well, that's true. Two hours for one match is, uh, it has to be pre-taped, right? Uh, maybe, maybe not. So I'm, I'm doing the, uh, the math on the calendar. So they were live on Wednesday, the 21st, which in logic says they'll be taped on the 28th. And then they'd be live again on Wednesday, yes. May 5th. That's okay. that would be my bet. And they have, and of course they're selling tickets for that show. So uh, yeah. I guess it will be live. Now, Brian, we're going to stay with you because you sent the most random text in the 20 years that I've known you earlier this week asking about Super League soccer. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, this this took the sporting world by storm. And I will uh, I will put on my horrible Wade Barrett impersonation to talk about this, but everybody knows football, the global game soccer uh, is a huge deal. Not quite as much in here in America, but uh, over in Europe. And uh, the announcement earlier in the week (laughs) of a new European super soccer league with 15 teams, your teams, you know, like Manchester United, Chelsea from merry old England, Spain, Italy, leaving their respective leagues to form a new super soccer league. Well, backlash from the fans and established leagues was immense, and they did not want to lose the tradition of the football leagues that they are in. All right. Uh, Anyway, so it's like if Michigan football were to join a super league and no longer play MSU and vice versa, right? That's what the people would be missed. You'd miss the rivalry. You'd miss it. So apparently it's falling apart. It was announced and like within 48 hours, most, if not all the teams said, ah, never mind. <laughs> We're going to stay out of this idea after all. But that got me thinking like, what if there was a super league for wrestling and you could take one federation and from across the world and take any guy you want, you got WWE, NXT, AEW, New Japan, you know, ring of honor anywhere. Who would you take? And that's kind of what we're going to play around with now. So the super, well, for starters, you, you, the accent went a lot longer than I thought it would. So congrats on that. Uh, mm-hmm. I was only kind of kidding when I said you have to have a British accent, <laughs> but good job, mate. Thanks, brother. Good job. Um, so the Super League for wrestling would be your main event. Uh, obviously, um, there are different levels to professional wrestling, and I don't want people to get pissed off saying, oh, you're leaving out New Japan or leaving out this one or that one. And for this conversation, it is just the men's Super League. We'll get into a women's Super League later. So obviously, I'll start with two. I think Roman Reigns would be in the Super League and Chris Jericho would be in the Super League. Uh, Joe, who do you got as a couple mentions for the men's Super League that is basically your main eventers. Uh, I would go with uh, Drew McIntyre and John Moxley. Yeah, those are two good choices as well. Um, I would also I'd go with Randy Orton. He's Mr. Stability, whether he's going for the title or not. Um, so I'd go with that, and I'd go with the guy who, at least for the last couple of years, has been regarded as the best technical wrestler in the world, uh, Kenny Omega. I would probably go with uh, AJ Styles and uh, Seth Rollins. Yeah. Really? I didn't, as great as AJ Styles is, I don't see him on the level of the other names. Oh, AJ was on my list and yeah. uh, he's global. He's global. He, everywhere he's gone. You, you got us. It's a super league and he's already oh, conquered the globe. What do you guys think about the new day? Would they be Ooh. at that level? As, as a group, yes. If we were talking about tag teams or trios, you know, uh, type that type of situation, absolutely, 100%. They might even be my number one. Uh, 
But individually, I think Biggie's coming into his own. I feel like Xavier, uh, you know, is so getting so much better in the ring. He's so good on the mic. Kofi, you know, everyone loves Kofi, but as a group, yes, singular. Biggie, the other two are trailing a little bit. Um, the only ones that I have left on my list that I don't think were mentioned were Cody Rhodes and uh, the Young Bucks. Um, I feel like those could be your main event players. But, you know, out of the four of us, I watch a lot of wrestling that's not WWE or AEW. So a few names I have here that are from New Japan, Ring of Honor, Impact, include from Japan, Okada, Jay White, Will Ospreay, Kota Ibushi, and Ishii. From Ring of Honor, Roosh, Bandito, uh, Dalton Castle, Jay Lethal, and EC3. And then on Impact, you know, Rich Swan, Eddie Edwards, Moose, and Eric Young, they've been doing great things. Mm-hmm. But obviously, they're not on the WWE level. But I think for those companies, those are their guys. Those are their main event guys. I think Jay Lethal would be outstanding in WWE or AEW. I agree with WWE more than AEW because he's more entertaining. And uh, that would uh, basically take over for that one. I think he would, I think he would shine in uh, WWE. You go back quite a ways, but the black machine. Laughing, oh, can't, can't get it out yeah. without laughing. That and the the classic uh, back and forth with him and Flair <laughs> for ten minutes. <laughs> it was it was great. The yeah, his own with that. Yeah, so good. So, uh, yeah, so any 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 more oh, for Jay Lethal? I'd be down. Yeah. So obviously, the main eventers are your Super League, and if we left someone off, let us know on social media at that Wrestle Pod. But This week's five count is the next set of super leaguers. Hit the music. That wrestling podcast presents the five count. It is the main event of the show. America's favorite podcast feature. It is the five count. And we're continuing our super league conversation Uh, We talked about the main eventers that would be in the Super League right now. This week's five count is our five count next set of Super Leaguers. Kevin, we'll let you go first. I don't think you've gone first in a while. Uh, Brian whined a couple weeks, so he got to go first last week. Uh, Go ahead. Kick us off with uh, your five count. Definitely. Uh, Number five, uh, Daniel Bryan. And the reason why I didn't put him as a Super Leaguer more of uh, I just made my top 10 and he, and he just was on the outside. So in my eyes, you know, if I, if I had to make that super league right now, DB wouldn't be in there, but, but you know, someone gets injured. I, w- I would definitely throw him in uh, four. Uh, even though he hasn't made his main roster debut, I feel like he could kick butt wherever he goes. Adam Cole. Uh, it's, it's, it's only due time where, you know, he's going to, make that next step level up. And I feel like he, he in NXT, and I know we talked about O'Reilly wouldn't fare well against cross. I feel like Adam could, I feel like Adam could go on the mic and, and, and go in the ring uh, with just about anybody. Three, Brian mentioned Omega in his super league. He was also in mine uh, in my overall list, but I would mention the person right outside, kind of like how I mentioned uh, earlier, I put hangman. I think Hangman is so entertaining and, and is is cowboyish and and is his theme song is a lot of the AEW themes are generic sounding. Hangman has such a great theme entrance. And when he in AEW first started, you know, he had that uh, match against Jericho for the first uh champion. I didn't know much about Hangman in watching AEW, you know, over the last uh since they began or began hangman became is honestly one of my favorite wrestlers, just not even in AEW, just overall, uh, two, uh, KO KO is absolute money. It doesn't matter if he's going against Sammy for the 15th time, uh, in a program. Uh, he's just so good on the mic. He's very believable, uh, that he could kick your butt in the ring. 
and he wears shorts. He doesn't care about, you know, <laughs> he'll never uh, take up that level where, you know, Miz used to wear the shorts and Miz uh, said, you know, to make the main event, you have to, you have to look the part, you know, and that's when Miz ended up wearing like, you know, the undies or the, or the briefs, uh, you know, to look. Trunks, the trunks. Trunks. Thank you. <laughs> trunks, Miz D's, I think they call them. To look like, you know, a legit superstar. KO will never do that. KO is always going to wear, you know, the uh, 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 pulled out of bed collection uh, with the with the cut off T KO T or the or the skin tight uh, uh, T with the gym shorts. He's so good and entertaining. And number one, I just mentioned him when I was talking about KO Miz Miz consistently over the last 10 years has been so good on the mic. You know, that, that, uh, uh, talking smack with Daniel Bryan, I still Google it every now and then just to see Miz, you know, throw down the belt on the, on the table, look right. You look at me, the never ending U S title reign. And then he's just so good in the ring. Uh, you know, putting over bad bunny at WrestleMania just shows how much he also cares about that match too. Not just, I want it to be all about me. No, he's 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 giving so much to just just the profession in, in the industry overall. So that's my five count. So I have at number five, Ray Phoenix. I've was early on a Penta fan from Lucha Underground. And I used to watch that, you know, they were both there. And I thought, man, you know, Penta's breaking arms every week. It's pretty kick-ass. And then didn't really know much about at the time. He was just Phoenix. He wasn't Ray Phoenix. Then gets to AEW, and I feel that he is the star of that team. I don't think either one of them's a Marty. I think they're both Sean's, but I think for the sake of this conversation, uh, Ray Phoenix is my number five. Number four, uh, like I said before, I watch a lot of wrestling that's not AEW or WWE, and I am going with Shane Taylor from Ring of Honor. Uh, he's a Cleveland guy. I used to watch him on the Pittsburgh Indies over the years. Uh, when he got to Ring of Honor in 2016, he was the tag team partner of Keith Lee. They were unbelievable. They had some of the most outstanding tag team matches against the War, War Raiders, War Machine, when the Viking Raiders now, but I forget what their Ring of Honor name was. Those four guys are all big guys. And they're doing planches off the top rope to the floor. Do yourself a favor. Go to YouTube and type up a War Machine versus Keith Lee and Shane Taylor match. Uh, now he's doing his own thing as a singles. Uh, he's got Shane Taylor promotions, which is a great character gimmick. But uh, the newest thing he's doing online, Shane against the machine. Go type in. You want to see a kick-ass promo that is so real and raw go check out Shane Taylor on YouTube. Number three, another guy that was in WWE and he was in New Japan, but now he's in AEW and he's kind of got screwed. Lance Archer, the murder hawk monster, this guy brought in, pushed to the moon, and then went away. Pushed to the moon, went away. Lost to Cody, went away. Lost to Mox, went away. And I don't know what this thing is with Sting they're doing, where Sting agrees with him. Uh, I don't think he needs Jake Roberts. Jake Roberts adds nothing to the character of Lance Archer, and he is my number three pick. Uh, number two, uh, Kevin, you uh, were hoping that they were going to put out the milk carton T-shirt of this guy last week, Alistair Black. Uh, there's rumors that his return is coming, uh, but for now we have uh, his NXT library. Also, uh, if you look up Tommy End. Uh, let's look up Tommy and PWG, some of the matches he has there, which are outstanding. Uh, last year, he was rumored, uh, along with Drew McIntyre, to be the guy to beat Brock Lesnar. Uh, we all know how that went, and it was Drew and not Aleister Black. But uh, he's my number two. And number one, uh, he's been the main event before, and then he's went away. Doesn't wear typical ring gear. Uh, Kevin, you talked about him earlier. I'm talking about Kevin Owens, one of my favorites. Kevin Steen, a lot of the the ROH stuff, a lot of the the indies. The I got tons of Kevin Steen DVDs, and uh, he is my number one pick for my next set of super leaguers. Brian, you're up. 
All right, I want the thumbs up or the thumbs down on this guy because no one said this guy. And I don't know exactly where he fits, but he's a name that everybody's going to have an opinion on. Brock Lesnar. What are we saying? Does he qualify? Would he be in that first category? He's been gone for a year. But he's a main eventer. He's a main eventer. He's a headliner no matter what. He's He's a super leaguer. He's already in the Super League. Okay. So, uh, yeah. all right. Fair enough. You're always you're always the one to do extra. So, yeah, we'll let that one slide at your six. Uh, I, I put it to the, the peanut gallery. That's completely fine with me. Yeah. Uh, my um, my number five is the Street Profits, um, specifically Montez Ford. Uh, I just think he is Mr. Personality. He's incredibly athletic. I've never seen anybody do a frog splash as high as he he and i'm waiting for them to split up eventually and uh, for him to just be pushed to the moon love that guy and the team's to great the moon. i was oh. <laughs> i was actually bummed that they were not on the wrestlemania card because i just thought the crowd really would like them right now but not the case uh my number four is keith lee uh keith he just has a presence to him you know, you look at him, you, you think this guy's a big deal. He's he's huge. He has tremendous ability for his size. And he kind of can straddle both lines where he can look very smiley, very happy, and then also menacing. There's been those great NXT camera shots of like him kind of popping up from like behind the pole for like Adam Cole or Finn Balor, <laughs> where you're like, holy shit, this guy's going to murder this guy. So love him. Hope he gets back soon. I know he's, I guess, had some health issues and trying to get cleared. Uh, hopefully good things on the way for Keith Lee. My number three, I can't believe no one said this guy, MJF. We know about his age, right? His promo ability is off the charts. He could do this for another 15 to 20 years. And I, my only question for him is going to be, is he going to eventually reinvent himself like a Jericho? You know, have these different nuances with his character, or is he going to ride this the entire time? We'll see. Time's going to tell, but either way, I can't wait to see what he does next. Uh, My number two was uh, on your list, Jay, Ray Phoenix. Every week you see him, something incredible. And he's uh, two standout matches he had um, that really made a difference with me were his match with uh, with Lance Archer, who you referenced, and also Kenny Omega. Um, He's incredible. He's absolutely incredible. There's not been a match that I've watched with him where I won't audibly say, holy shit or jesus like he's so talented so love watching him anytime he's on he's he's must see for me my number one walter no one said walter what is with you guys he's the most must see wrestler alive today for me his matches are so believable they're hard-hitting and just the presentation the lights down the the symphony music the name escapes me right now it's just so simple. And he, he goes out, he puts his hands behind his back and it's just perfect fit for his character. What he says, the mat is sacred ground. Love it. Walter is musty television. He's my number one. All right, Joe, bring us home. Number five. I have Walter. Okay. I, I was expect, I actually thought I was going to get him to say it first, but nope, it wasn't happening. Uh, my number four, KO, I thought I'd be able to say him because I thought you guys would put him in the Super League category, but I don't think he's reached that yet, but he really definitely belongs to there. Number three, I'm giving him some respect based on what his character is doing now, and that's Miro. I'm loving okay. the, okay. if you have a belt, we have a problem. I like that instead of this whole best man gimmick and like the Rusev day beforehand, that was more silly. If we can see more of the Bulgarian brute, which he started with, I think they got someone in AEW to reach up to those uh, higher rankings, which means so much. Uh, Number two, Damian Priest. I was really impressed uh, by him coming up with bad bunny. So that means that they had a, they have hopes for him and he's getting up there in the age where it's like, it's either now or never. And I think they're going to push it to now. I think that he brings that um, audience that they've been looking for with the Latin Americans and uh, uh, Central America and everything like that. So I think that 
Damian Priest is my number two to look out for. And number one on my list, which I cannot believe no one mentioned, but Jason, you mentioned it earlier in the, do they count as elite? Number one, big E. He's next. He better have the universal championship by the end of the year. And I see him being the one to beat Roman Reigns. Love that's it. pretty good. That's, that's a big get. I think, uh, I, I think that's what's going to happen too. I really don't want that to happen. Um, I've said he before, can do everything though. He can do the mic. He can do the charity. He can, no. he can be the representative for Friday night SmackDown. No, I get it. I just, <laughs> I want Roman to have like a three year reign and it ends at WrestleMania when they go to Los Angeles that against the rock. That's what I want. Um, I don't think that'll happen, but Big E is uh, a good one. Damian Priest, he is, it is now. Uh, Triple H was on uh, a podcast or something this week, and and Priest's name came up. And the thing with Priest, he's 38 years old. Like, he's not a young guy. So, you know, a lot of his work from Ring of Honor's Punishment Martinez was great. Definitely at a whole nother level. Now, Brian, you had mentioned Keith Lee earlier. Um, Check out his Ring of Honor stuff. He was a killer. Him and Shane Taylor, man, absolute yeah. killers. Glad you brought and, that up. Yeah, definitely check that out. And uh, let us know on social media what your five count is. Use the hashtag TWP5count at that wrestle pod and uh, let us know what your five count is. Who made your five count? Let us know on social media using the hashtag TWP5count. We are out of time. And uh, don't forget to check us out on social media at that WrestlePod, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. And thanks to everyone who is uh, subscribed to the podcast. I, uh, you know, this is an important thing to us. And I tend to take things a little too serious sometimes. So literally this week was the first time I looked at the numbers, the downloads, the listens. And I want to thank everybody. The numbers are much higher than we thought. So thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. And uh, you in Germany, thank you for listening. Uh, For Kevin, Brian, Joe, we are Wasted, Dangerous Darren. We'll talk to you next week on a very special episode of that wrestling podcast and not like Dudley in the bike store. It's all about pro wrestling merchandise. Thanks for listening. Follow that wrestle pod on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. What? Three, that's it!